Welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, the podcast that brings you through the entire Bible in 260 days. Have you ever wanted to read the whole Bible but struggled to do so? This podcast is meant to help you do it. With five 15 to 20 minute episodes per week, you will hear the entire Bible read to you. There will also be occasional brief notes to help explain context, as well as a concluding question or thought to consider. So welcome to the Bible in 260 podcast, your journey through the Bible in 260 days. Welcome to episode 34. Today we begin a new book of the Old Testament called Leviticus. This is a book filled with all kinds of different laws about offerings that need to be made, about how people are to live with each other, and laws that govern their everyday practices. These people had just come from Egypt, have no set of laws or understanding of how to really relate to each other, having lived in slavery for so many years. And so God is providing a set of ground rules, a set of instructions, laws on how to live. But he's also showing them that there's a great need through these sacrifices for someone to be the sacrifice for sin, for someone to pay the price for their sin. And all of these sacrifices, as we'll see later on in the book of Hebrews, are actually completed, fulfilled by Jesus. And so this is a wonderful good news opportunity for us as we read through this to remember all of Leviticus is ultimately pointing to a final sacrifice, who is Jesus. So let's begin today with Leviticus chapter 1. Then the Lord called to Moses and spoke to him from the meeting tent. He said, Speak to the Israelites and tell them, When someone among you presents an offering to the Lord, you must present your offering from the domesticated animals, either from the herd or from the flock. If his offering is a burnt offering from the herd, he must present it as a flawless male. He must present it at the entrance to the tent of meeting for its acceptance before the Lord. He must lay his hand on the head of the burnt offering, and it will be accepted for him to make atonement on his behalf. Then the one presenting the offering must slaughter the bull before the Lord, And the sons of Aaron, the priests, must present the blood and splash the blood against the sides of the altar, which is at the entrance of the meeting tent. Next, the one presenting the offering must skin the burnt offering and cut it into parts. And the sons of Aaron, the priests, must put fire on the altar and arrange wood on the fire. Then the sons of Aaron, the priests, must arrange the parts with the head and the suet on the wood that is in the fire on the altar. Finally, the one presenting the offering must wash its entrails and its legs in water, and the priest must offer up all of it in smoke on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a gift of a soothing aroma before the Lord. If his offering is from the flock for a burnt offering, from the sheep or from the goats, he must present a flawless male and must slaughter it on the north side of the altar before the Lord, and the sons of Aaron the priest will splash its blood against the altar's sides. Next, the one presenting the offering must cut it into parts, with its head and its suet, and on the, and the priest must arrange them on the wood that is on the fire in the fire on the altar. Then the one presenting the offering must wash the entrails and the legs in water, and the priest must present all of it up as an offering in smoke on the falter, on the altar. It is a burnt offering, a gift of soothing aroma to the Lord. If his offering to the Lord is a burnt offering of birds, he must present his offering from the turtle doves or from the young pigeons. The priest must present it at the altar, pinch off its head, and offer its head up in smoke on the altar, and its blood must be drained out against the side of the altar. Then the priest must remove its entrails by cutting off its tail feathers and throw them into the east side of the altar in the place of fatty ashes, and tear it open by its wings without dividing it into two parts. Finally, the priest must offer it up in smoke on the altar 
on the wood which is in the fire. It is a burnt offering, a gift of soothing aroma to the Lord. When a person presents grain offerings to the Lord, his offering must consist of choice wheat flour, and he must pour oil, olive oil on it and put frankincense on it. Then he must bring it to the sons of Aaron the priest, and the priest must scoop out from there a handful of its choice wheat flour and some of its olive oil in addition to all of its frankincense, and the priest must offer its memorial portion up in smoke on the altar. It is a gift of soothing aroma to the Lord. The remainder of the grain offerings belongs to Aaron and his sons. It is most holy from the gifts of the Lord. When you present an offering of grain baked in an oven, it must be made of choice wheat flour baked in un, into unleavened loaves mixed with olive oil or unleavened wafers smeared with olive oil. If your offering is a grain offering made on the griddle, it must be choice wheat flour mixed with olive oil unleavened. Crumble it in pieces and pour olive oil on it. It is a grain offering. If your offering is a grain offering made in a pan, it must be made of choice wheat flour deep fried in olive oil. You must bring the grain offering that must be made from these to the Lord. Present it to the priest, and he will bring it to the altar. Then the priest must take up from the grain offerings its memorial portion and offer it up in smoke on the altar. It is a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. The remainder of the grain offerings belongs to Aaron and his sons. It is most holy from the gifts of the Lord. No grain offering which you present to the Lord can be made with yeast, for you must not offer up in smoke any yeast or honey as a gift to the Lord. You can present them to the Lord as an offering of first fruit, but they must not go up to the altar for a soothing aroma. Moreover, you must season every one of your grain offerings with salt. You must not allow the salt of the covenant of your God to be missing from your grain offering. On every one of your grain offerings, you must present salt. If you present a grain offering of first ripe grain to the Lord, you must present your grain offering of the first ripe grain as soft kernels roasted in fire, crushed bits of fresh grain. And you must put olive oil on it and set frankincense on it. It is a grain offering. Then the priest must offer its memorial portion up in smoke, some of its bis- uh, crushed bits, some of its olive oil, in addition to all of its frankincense. It is a gift to the Lord. Now, if his offering is a peace offering, if he presents an offering from the herd, he must present before the Lord a flawless male or a female. He must lay his hand on the head of his offering and slaughter it at the entrance of the meeting tent, and the sons of Aaron, the priests, must splash the blood against the altar sides. Then the one presenting the offering must present a gift to the Lord from a peace from the peace offering sacrifice. He must remove the fat that covers the entrails and all the fat that surrounds the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat on their sinews, and the protruding lobe on the, of the liver, which he is to remove along with the kidneys. Then the sons of Aaron must offer it up in smoke on the altar atop the burnt offering that is on the wood in the fire as a gift of a soothing aroma to the Lord. If his offering for a peace offering sacrifice to the Lord is from the flock, he must present a flawless male or female. If he presents a sheep as his offering, he must present it before the Lord. He must lay his hand on the head of, the, of his offering and slaughter it before the meeting tent. And the sons of Aaron must splash its blood against the altar sides. Then he must present a gift to the Lord from the peace offering sacrifice. He must remove all the fatty tail up to the end of the spine, the fat covering the entrails and all the fat on the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat on their sinews, and the protruding, lo- protruding lobe of the liver, which he is to remove along with the kidneys. Then the priest must offer it up in smoke on the altar as a food gift to the Lord. 
If his offering is a goat, he must present it before the Lord, lay his hand on its head, and slaughter it before the meeting tent, and the sons of Aaron must splash its bloods against the altar's sides. Then he must present from its from his offering as a gift to the Lord, the fat which covers the entrails and all the fat on the entrails, the two kidneys with the fat on their sinews, and the protruding lobe on the liver, which he is to remove along with the kidneys. Then the priest must offer them up and smoke on the altar as a food gift for a soothing aroma. All the fat belongs to the Lord. This is a perpetual statute throughout your generations and all the places where you live. You must never eat any flat fat or any blood. So there ends the first part of Leviticus. You get a bit of a sense of these different sacrifices, the repetition that's happening. And I hope what you see is a, a couple things that happen. You right, recognize that blood is important because blood is a sign of, and, a, and a, basically a part of a person's life, your lifeblood. And that lifeblood is required for sacrifice. It's required to pay for sin. It's required to show uh, repentance before God. And yet these animals are repeatedly sacrificed over and over again because they themselves do not forgive sin. This is all pointing to a sacrifice that is yet to be made. And we continue today uh, with Psalm 27, a psalm in which David shows his desperate need for God and the desire of his heart to seek the Lord because God is his salvation. Psalm 27 by David, the Lord is my light and my salvation. I fear no one. The Lord protects my life. I am afraid of no one. When evil men attack me to devour my flesh, when my adversaries and enemies attack me, they stumble and fall. Even when an army is deployed against me, I do not fear. Even when war is imminent, I remain confident. I have asked the Lord for one thing. This is what I desire. I want to live in the Lord's house all the days of my life so I can gaze at the splendor of the Lord and contemplate in his temple. He will surely give me shelter in the day of danger. He will hide me in his home. He will place me on an inaccessible rocky summit. Now I will triumph over my enemies who surround me. I will offer sacrifices in his dwelling place and shout for joy. I will sing praises to the Lord. Hear me, O Lord, when I cry out. Have mercy on me and answer me. My heart tells me to pray to you, and I do pray to you, O Lord. Do not reject me. Do not push your servant away in anger. You are my deliverer. Do not forsake or abandon me, O God, who vindicates me. Even if my father and mother abandon me, the Lord would take me in. Teach me how you want me to live, Lord. Lead me along a level path because of those who wait to ambush me. Do not turn me over to my enemies, for false witnesses who want to destroy me testify against me. Where would I be if I did not believe I would experience the Lord's favor in the land of the living? Rely on the Lord. Be strong and confident. Rely on the Lord. And we conclude today with Hebrews chapter 2, a book which is basically saying over and over again, Jesus is better. Jesus, in chapter 1, is better than any of the angels ever could be. He's greater. And now we'll see that Jesus is greater than even all the sacrifices and all those who've come before. He has a greater salvation, a greater way to save, and we'll see why and how that is. So Hebrews chapter 2. Therefore, we must pay closer attention to what we have heard, so that we do not drift away. For if the message spoken through angels proved to be so firm that every violation or disobedience received its just penalty— How will we escape if we neglect such a great salvation? 
It was first communicated through the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him. While God confirmed their witness with signs and wonders and various miracles and gifts of the Holy Spirit distributed according to his will. For God did not put the world to come, about which we are speaking, under the control of angels. Instead, someone testified somewhere, What is man that you, th- that you think of him, or the son of man that you care for him? You made him lo- lower than the angels for a little while. You crowned him with glory and honor. You put all things under his control. For when he put all things under his control, he, let, he left nothing outside his control. At present, we do not yet see all things under his control, but we see Jesus, who was made lower than the angels for a little while, now crowned with glory and honor because he suffered death, so that by God's grace, he would experience death on behalf of everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For indeed, he who makes holy and those being made holy all have the same origin, and so he is not ashamed to call them brothers and sisters, saying, I will proclaim your name to my brothers. In the midst of the assembly I will praise you. Again, he says, I will be confident in him. And again, here I am with the children God has given me. Therefore, Since the children share in flesh and blood, he likewise shared in their humanity, so that through death he could destroy the one who holds the power of death, that is, the devil, and set free those who were held in slavery all their lives by their fear of death. For surely his concern is not for angels, but he is concerned for Abraham's descendants. Therefore he had to be made like his brothers and sisters in every respect, so that he could become a merciful and faithful high priest in things relating to God, to make atonement for their sins of the people. For since he himself suffered when he was tempted, he is able to help those who are tempted. That brings us to the end of Hebrews chapter 2 in our readings today. But I hope as you noticed, especially in this last reading, the imagery that is similar to Leviticus and the offerings that are made there, that the author here is saying that Jesus is that final sacrifice for sin, that his death is the death that we should have died. And because he died it in our place, when you put your faith and trust in Jesus, your sins are paid for, that he has done everything necessary. He is the final true sacrifice for sin. Thanks for listening to the Bible in 260 podcast. May what you have heard speak to your heart and mind today. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, http netbible.com, copyright 1996-2019, used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC, all rights reserved. Our theme song for the podcast is The Call by Emily Ruth. You can find The Call and other music by Emily Ruth on Apple Music or Spotify or wherever you find your music.